evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode Lightbringer, parte 2. and conversations that a lot of people don't want to touch or make uncomfortable and I think that's what I really enjoy about having them with you and this one specifically is about uh, light bringers which a lot of the times we also see the trickster archetype of of who they are this light carrier bringing knowledge information opening Pandora's box to humanity to consciousness and very similar to like Alan Watts who you really like listening to when he talks about <laughs> the trickster archetypes and the rascality that comes behind the idea of shifting and shifting paradigms means also sort of being a mischievous fairy about it you know being a fox being the crow now with the way that so much is changing in the world like so much is shifting so much is falling apart so much is being restarted like this this idea that we're having a really difficult time knowing how and when to trust our own intuition because we're constantly bombarded by um all of these other opinions all of these other experiences all of these other like outside information besides the things that we can feel within ourselves i'm curious to know for you because there's so much of the trickster and the light bringer that i see in you as a human which is one of the reasons why i'm so madly in love with you is your ability to step into those spaces from like a place of love and a lot of the times it can get sidetracked if you come from like a place of anger and hate you know the trickster becomes dark and the trickster becomes like the joker where it's like now I want to see you burn instead of like now I want to see how you burn your own fire and so I'm really interested in especially right now where people don't know what to trust people don't know who to trust how important it is to go inside and get to know yourself more and more and that voice and that trickster within yourself and is your trickster willing to step in from a place of like fire and hate or is your trickster willing to step in from fire and love you know and sort of that that shift because we have the ability right now the circus is going to continue there's like no stopping it todos the madness that's going out that's out there it's, it it is what it's going to be so right now it's like i feel the only way for us to really bring on this revolution of change is by by us you know you me them they like all of us i'm going to approach this other fire with my own but not to like burn down to bring the trickster bring the comedy 
that comes along with the darkness. Right now, I feel like humor is such a potent medicine. And you see the evolution of humor and how that creates the trickster archetype. You know, the archetype of the trickster is so reliant on humor in order to carry the narrative, in order to carry the questions, in order to carry the, like, the seeker to continue seeking. So I know that's a lot of everything. I'm just, like, sort of giving you the little appetizer. And you do what you want with the main course. Cool. Um, yeah, it's not really, like, a question more of a, like, <laughs> more of an open, like... Hey. There were tons of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking... A lot about the last since I listened to your your previous episode uh, yesterday, I was thinking a lot about like the journey, the hero's journey of getting used to your own darkness and lightness, and um, the so what is darkness and what is lightness? First of all, uh, what makes the Joker into a character that is both humorous as well as unhinged and and dark and and the lightness man, like what is what is the Joker? What is this idea of a trickster that keeps coming up? Is like there's often this mix of darkness with humor, and um, and that is that it's not just Batman that has that story. This Joker character, this trickster character, comes up a lot, and um, and I was thinking about how my own story has revolved around a mixture of humor and darkness. Uh, some of the time and then some of the time like unadulterated lightness that doesn't want to let that that humor and that darkness in and those contrasting um, both two sides of a, of a single coin uh, have like flipped time and time again in my life and um, I think very early on in my life I spent a lot of time in like deep darkness with uh, with no humor for the first say for the first six seven years of my life there were moments of like pure bliss but most of the time it was like really dark dark yeah really dark thoughts dark presence like a almost like a um like an abusive relationship with darkness and then when I started to find my power in humor then I could suddenly find a weapon that that could like al alleviate some of that stress. Mm. Um, however, that transformed in my like early twenties into this feeling of like like in my early twenties, I very much denied the darkness entry because I was so tired of it. Um, and at that point, like I lost a lot of my humor and. <laughs> because I, I felt like I didn't need it anymore or that it shouldn't serve a part because it was a lot of like there's a lot of, there was a lot of darkness in my humor and I didn't didn't find lightness very funny um, what is wh what is the bringer of light um, when we're talking about Lucifer when we're talking about these characters that are traditionally seen as evil or or dark um, but yet at the same time like without Joker what is Batman and without this like humor it's just a serious guy in a suit like <laughs> running around the city being like i've got to kill bad men and it's like where is, like no someone doesn't want to watch that film you want to watch the film where you laugh every now and again when we look at his character most people 
see like oh, i really love the joker but in reality when they actually meet a joker when they actually meet someone who is insanely dark who blows up a hospital for example in in the dark night like suddenly that person becomes evil so what you just said brought up this idea that like without darkness there is no lightness and um and i think that's what a lot of trickster characters bring in is like there's a choice around there's a choice around tricksters they present often our choice presenters um and when i've taken psychedelics in the past i've always felt the like the pull of how much you can step into something like the joker like with such simple moves you can become a very very dark character in this world mm. even while holding on to the the humor of life and the funness and the trickster of life you can it's very easy to step into that and at some point there has to be a choice made by you as an individual through humor often we present humanity and, and the world with choices who do you want to be and what do you want to present to the world and what do you want to uh, what actions do you want to take and at the same time are you going to avoid and and repel some parts of the world that make you just uncomfortable which is to me is it's complete it's it's a falsity it's a denial of an entire side of the world which to, to me feels insane to deny that there's darkness in the world which is everybody does to some extent but it feels like most of society denies most of reality all of the time and it's up to up to tricksters and to the bringer of light alongside the darkness because they come hand in hand to like present that to the world through humor often because humor is the best way for people to feel comfortable with reality and to like take a glimpse of reality because yeah it's hard to see it if you present it with the hardcore facts but if you present it with like an unashamed humor and a, and a humor that is undeniable then it shifts people's perception because the world is super fucked up and it's super amazing at the same time and to be able to see both of those things at once is very very important for for like any progress how can you change things how can you shift things without actually seeing things for the way they are or closer to the way they are because you're never going to see them completely clearly that's your job is to, to look more closely and scrutinize things more closely that's what tricksters often do I was recently reading uh, listening to a guy talking about his idea of death being a deity um, and how death itself has a lot of the of the um, his name is Stephen Jenkinson uh, and he talks about death being a, de a deity and the deity itself has and death itself has very many um, components that are uh, attributes that a, that a deity has including like all powerful seems to be loving and particularly appropriate to this like gives you a choice to make and this is what I mean by the trickster um, kind of presenting the ultimatum the choices which have to be chosen in, and which expose parts of, 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 of people's inability to see things. 
if I was to make a separation, that would be the in, the interaction that I have with tricksters in the world, and the and my ability to deal with tricksters, and then my own tricksterness yes. within. There's an ability to understand the player that, you, that is facing you if you also play the same game. Um, and the better, the more honed my own trickster becomes, and my own ability to balance the darkness with the lightness, and like not shy away. Like a, there's a lot of people who don't even don't want to look at the darkness so therefore they deny that it exists and come with this sense of like uh yeah every everything is awesome in order to be in your own power there is a need to understand that the world is the way that it is and not as you want it to be if i was to take those two things in hand hand in hand i think i spoke earlier about um when i was very young there was this intense darkness followed by finding humor in stuff which took away some of the intensity or the the pain or the sharpness of that of that darkness followed by this like desire for everything to be light and and the breakdown of that um back into like well yeah there is there is a darkness and and humor can bring some lightness to that darkness and um and then developing the uh, my own trickster archetype within myself to be able to deal with both of those things simultaneously and then ultimately make the choice over whether I choose to if whether I choose the lightness or I choose the darkness and that is a that is a personal choice everybody's every single person needs to make you know Star Wars the light or the dark side like every single character in that has every moment not just one decision but throughout the course of their entire story, they have to continue making the decision of whether they're sticking with the lightness or they're sticking with the darkness. And every action that you take is moving you to along one of those spectrums. I keep thinking of last year when after doing so much work, I exposed myself to a character that I should not have been okay with exposing to and being vulnerable with. I had work to do after that. Yeah, understanding the balance within myself and finding a, a middle ground between the real darkness of things and the real lightness of things, the beauty and and the pain, which are both, uh, funnily enough, like are the same thing in a lot of ways. Um, but finding both of those things in every moment gives me more of an ability to see that in other people and see that in other interactions I have and decide where I am along on that spectrum and where I want to be and expose it to other people as well I think a part of the trickster's job is as they said to present people with a choice do they want to look at this part of life or do they not and that's not just the darkness it's the lightness and it's both at the same time and it's all of it it doesn't always take the form of a human sometimes takes the form of some other weird choice um and that's what intuition is i guess like there's a there's a desire for something to work out in the way that you want it to and then there's also these other signs from the universe and from your internal internal world that um some of them more subtle and some of them much clearer and i think the clearer they become the more of a red flag they are um until the point where there is the ultimatum decision which is what I keep touching on which I think is really important and which I was talking about with death is like for example in the case of this character like at some point if we'd continued along that road 
there wouldn't have been a decision about whether we leave or not. There would have been a decision about like how we, do we deal with the situation we're in. Mm. Do we deal with it in a way that is healthy and positive, or do we deal with it in a way that's not healthy and positive? But the decision's already been made, and I think that's that's something that comes up a lot with the trickster. Is like he or she gives you choices along the way until the point when it's like okay well you've lost a lot of your options now and now you have to really step into into the decision that you have to make versus like you've got loads of decisions and now they're getting cut down to, to like a very few number that's what I mean by the, the trickster giving a choice to society is like there is no <laughs> there's no choice about making a choice with a trickster often there's a just, like, you are going to have to make a choice. Are you going to see this comedy and reject it? Or are you going to see this comedy and, like, understand it? Yeah, are you going to embrace death or are you going to not embrace death? In the case of Jonathan, like, are you are you going to be able to deal with this character who's going to kill you in a way that, like, takes the power away from him? Or are you going to give it to him? I think the intuition is, like, the... Um, the road signs before you hit a junction and it's like they keep coming up and they come up faster and faster and faster and then at some point there's a junction if you don't pay attention to the road signs and you're going at 500 miles an hour and this this junction is ahead of you and you're keeping on going at 500 miles an hour suddenly there's going to be a point where you have to make a turn and and at that point you don't have the time or the ability to go back to where you were 30 seconds ago you're now at a junction and you have to go right or left which one are you going to choose go and that is that point is where the where the trickster really holds the power and and pushes you into a situation where you have to choose um and before that point is when you're still in power because you're the still one that's driving and you're the one that can react further up ahead and see that there's something coming and be like, okay, do I want to carry on driving at 500 miles an hour or do I want to slow down and try and figure out like what this thing ahead is? And all the trickster wants to do is help you to make a decision and like force you into a position where you have to choose left or right very quickly. That's what I saw in Jonathan is like, hey, I'm going to kill you if you, if you don't say the right answer right now. If you don't like find a way to disempower me I'm gonna kill you and and the same with death you're gonna go out of this life with with love or are you gonna go out of this life with pain and you don't have a choice over whether you're gonna leave now you have to make a turn and when it comes to you know the Joker and, and like dark comedy in particular what I really love about dark comedy is like do you want to see the darkness around you or do you not because it's there and you've, we've already got past the point where it can be denied. We're, you have to make a decision over whether you want to see this darkness around you or not. And that's what the ability to see a trickster and, and see your own trickster and develop your own trickster helps you to see others, other tricksters, is because then if you get this work, work called triggered that everyone talks about and everyone gets so triggered by anybody that says you're triggered, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear it from from my friends and family all the time like when I say hey it's your trigger that's okay and, and they're like it's not about triggering 
And it's like, well, why are you triggered? And are you willing to look at that trigger? Because whenever I'm triggered, I'm interested in why I'm triggered. Mm. And that's because I've developed my own trickster enough to be able to see that like when I'm triggered, that's the interesting part. It's like, what is that that I'm not seeing or not wanting to look at? What shadow part of myself am I not really wanting to look at? And that's what I love about dark humor is that whenever, I mean, most of it I find funny now, but at some point I didn't because it was too difficult or I didn't want to hear it. And only through someone presenting me with the, with this comedy did I start to understand parts of myself that I couldn't see or parts of the world around me that I couldn't see. Um, that's why I, at some point in my 20s I tried to go along with this like shiny version of myself where mm. it was like I am not going to trigger people and I'm going to fit into the box of like what society wants from a human being in some ways it's heartbreaking to be a trickster because mm. a lot of people move away from you because you trigger them too much because you bring up too much for them um, or because you bring too much up for the people around them as well so it's Lucifer being thrown out of heaven for being Lucifer the thing that takes someone's power away is to is to banish them um, and really the banishment of Lucifer is a denial of a part of human and godly existence. And this idea that like purity is like not doing anything that could possibly hurt anyone or make anyone feel uncomfortable. Um, and, and that to me feels totally in denial of a massive part of, of the universe. And I think the story of Lucifer being banned from heaven is just a rejection of the darkness that Lucifer could see. That's just like, hey guys, there's this all this darkness. What should we should we talk about it? And it's like, no, let's not talk about it. Let's, ex let's expel you because we don't want to deal with our shadow parts of ourselves. But this idea that like a banishment of the devil is really a, a, a wanting to not acknowledge the darkness and therefore not acknowledge the trickster and I think the trickster has always through society's history been been banished and that is a very difficult place to be in there was a hero's journey or a choice to make leaving London leaving the city which was like a, an acceptance of the fact that nobody else is gonna change or like support the change that I wanted to go through so I have to leave uh, completely everything you know, is it really a choice to have to leave um, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's definitely a sadness around that there's a sadness and a loneliness to like losing a, the world that I've been building your destiny which is which is like a, a funny word I think a lot of it like what is the meaning of destiny it's like that there's something around intuition with it which is like not the world that you want but the world that you need and the world that is set for you the life that is set for you the experiences that are set for you and and I think that's a challenge for a lot of trickster characters is like coming to self-acceptance through the idea that you're always going to be on the outside of things in some ways and at the same time yeah, you also hold a lot of power.
because you can present things and choices to people in ways that they can't deny. Whenever I was part of groups, I was always the trickster, and I would always present both the light and the darkness at the same time to people, and and that would bring people relief. Some people relief, and some people wouldn't like me as a result of that, um, and that was just something I got used to. Uh, now I don't necessarily, yeah, similar to what you said, I don't necessarily want to expose myself that clearly mm. as a trickster. Um, I don't really want to ex expose my s other people to that intensity all the time. How do you make other people comfortable with your tricksterishness? And that's the, like, how do you be kind with it? Yeah. And that's the bit that's, that's interesting for me now. It's like, how do I present people with choices that make them question everything without necessarily like bluntly throwing them into the <laughs> yeah. into the mix where it's like incredibly uncomfortable for them and, and they don't even want to really deal with that. And I like meeting people that are on the light side of Trickster as well, who have made that choice and they don't want to fuck up the world more or make it more intense. Uh, they do want to make it more intense, but they want to expose in a way that moves things towards lightness rather than mm. darkness. Mm -hmm. they're, the f they're the fun ones to play with. Every, tricks <laughs> every trickster is in exile. The fox mm -hmm. is always on his own. Lucifer, on his own in, in the underworld. Jonathan. Jonathan. Alone on the highway. Alone on the highway. You are banished. Yeah, it's the intense. The Joker. Shadow work is undeniably one of the biggest issues with the world right now. It's like no, nobody really wants. Nobody wants to sit. Everybody wants to. Wants less suffering, or wants less pain around them and in themselves, and at the same time they also want to deny the fact that pain exists and that contradiction is fascinating for me like why is the world the way it is is not because of some evil group of people like taking down the world it's it's a it has evolved through minute interactions with everyone and everything and an acknowledgement of those things takes a deep self-reflection and a deep reflection around your ideas and the beliefs you have around the way the world works and requires you to unpick a lot of conditioning that you have had since you were a child based on the fact that there is a story that is told by the world of good versus evil instead of like, well, no, actually every single person holds darkness and lightness. Every single interaction holds darkness and lightness and, and the complexity of understanding that requires you to self-reflect as well as reflect on your ideas about other people. Yeah, every single interaction we have with the world has consequences far beyond our full understanding. And our part in, in all of this is much more complex than most people give credit for. Which is why people get so triggered by it. Because they don't want to really feel like they're a part of the creation of all the suffering in the world. It's other people other things that are causing it and that's what the, the joker does is he presents the idea that each and every one of us is part of that decision making process and getting people to look at the dark side of themselves 
as well as the lie. <laughs> I think rejection and an exile causes uh, a lack of attachment to the outcome of things. Like if the more you lose, the less you have to worry about. And someone like the Joker has nothing to lose. Really has nothing to lose. Got no friends, got no family, got no no story beyond like I'm just gonna I'm gonna get the world to burn, as he says in the Dark Knight. And to me it's like <laughs> there is the power in the trickster's ability to not have any attachments and not worry about the outcomes of things because he's already lost everything or he's already got past the point of caring about what there is to lose. What I've really been enjoying about the films nowadays is that you see the the layers that there is to a person, like the Joker. You know, at the end of the day, all of this sort of the, the charge of energy that he chooses comes and stems from a place of pain. You know, you see it in Star Wars, all of the Siths, all of the, you know, there's, there's pain. And there's pain that's like, I'm going to hold on to this and then use that for power. But at some point... There's this bizarre thing with love that I really do see time and time and fucking time again that disarms where all of a sudden you see this like opening in somebody's in somebody's space and the ability for them to like be there with you um, because they are being seen and they know that they're being seen. I'm just really fascinated with being able to meet these really difficult times of not really knowing how to choose or what to choose with a combination of um, doing your own work, which is always difficult, like holding one accountable, like oneself accountable to being like, I'm going to shut the fuck up for an hour a day and like be with myself and my own thoughts, allowing and polishing that intuition, which I think comes hand in hand with the light bringer and the archetype of the trickster, which then allows us to flow a lot better with the chaos and the madness that we're presented with on a day-to-day basis. Who is really going to be able to to be to challenge the Joker is is the one that understands the Joker and understands the choices that he's making. Who who's really going to be able to deal with someone like Jonathan is going to be the person who isn't just immediately terrified and falls into Jonathan's trap immediately. It's going to be the person who presents Jonathan with some with the shadow side of himself that he can't see, which is like the pain or the loss or the the actual human connection that he is so clearly missing in his life. The, the being seen by somebody for the first time probably in a long time, and that is disarming in a way that. You know, suddenly his gun in his backpack and his desire to, whether or not he wanted to kill you or just fuck with you. Or whether he even had a gun. Yeah, whatever it was, like, there was a desire to get a reaction from you. And you disarmed him in a way that he probably wasn't very used to. I'm going to approach this from a space of, like, just seeing you and seeing you as a child, like, in pain. Because pain... We can't disarm pain. No human is above that, you know? Everybody, everybody has their Achilles heel. Everybody has their kryptonite. You just have to really know their story, which is why 
I love the humanization of the Joker. I love that the movie, it's like, there's, it's, it's not justified. There was a choice made, but there's a fucking reason for it. And a lot of the times once we've like pushed this person to the, to the ends and then like nobody wants to look at them, nobody wants to interact with them. And it's like, how the fuck do you expect them to heal? Like, how is that process? And it's, it's hard. I see it as like, as a collective, we shun all of those that are, the evil ones, you know, and instead of being like, yo, but what's your story? Like, for real, what happened when you were fucking five and how you fucking hate the world? Like something happened to you, bro. And it's just like, no, fuck you. We don't want to deal with you. You are not one of us. And it's like, that's literally why we're burning. You are one of us. And we need to understand your freaking pain. And it's, it's not just one of us, it's one of yourself. Like, exactly, the, but, the but that's what I mean. Work. Yeah, <laughs> one of us. One of, like, one of uh, the co- collective and the individual. Yeah. And, and, and so I find that really fascinating because then we have, like, a lot of the, the conversation of, like, be the love, be the light, and then all of a sudden you're presented with the Joker and you're like, I don't want to fucking love you, and it's like, yup. Yeah, the modern-day trickster is the internet troll. <laughs> And a lot of those people are the people that don't have any friends offline and, and are just in a bit of a, a rut with their life and I've got plenty of time to trigger the fuck out of people online. But, yeah. Who are these people and why do they feel like they need to cause a reaction? Uh, and even if they don't mean to cause a, a reaction, like, yeah. What role do they play in society? And are we just going to reject them and be like, he's just a fucking troll, he doesn't... Mm-hmm. Or are we going to be like, what is what is going on there? There's a reason, and there's something that they need from the interactions they have online. In the same way as the devil, Lucifer, needs something as well. And, and the devil is in each of us. <laughs> and the fact that we have this, like, expression... Yeah, I, like the idea that you need to expel the devil from somebody who's cursed with the devil is is exactly the same as not wanting to deal do with your shadow work. Um, and the idea that we need to like expel trolls from the internet, block them from being able like, yeah, it's all part of the same system of like not wanting to deal with part of ourselves, of ourselves, of our collective selves and expel this intruder, this trickster, this fox, this thing that we don't want to look at. Mm. And that's why why people like Jonathan are so hard to deal with, because they expose part of ourselves we don't want to look at. The the kind of crazy thing is, if I was in the position where Jonathan, like I would, I don't think, I would be scared, but only on a physical level as you were. But on like a spiritual level, I'm like, this is interesting. And I, uh, that's what it is to be a, to know the trickster, and that's also the gift of being able to be exposed to someone like Jonathan. Is like, like how how do I deal with this situation? How do I play this game? Because it's a fun, exciting game in life to be presented with this scary decision. And how do you how do you deal with it? Um, yeah, I mean the trickster is a wonderful player. It's 
it's a it's a star it's a character who is is fun to be exposed to. Yeah, all well, my favorite comedians are the ones that often evoke people to be like, "Oh, that was too far. You shouldn't have said that." And I'm like, "Well, that's exactly why I want him to, or her to say it." That's what. That's the comedy. That's the. That's the part of life that I'm most interested in. Because that's the most fruitful part of life. And the only part that's going to move us forward is to actually look into the parts that we don't want to look at. Otherwise we stay stuck in cancel culture and the idea that something is not okay to say, something is not okay to be exposed to the, to the light, to the to Yeah, you can't bring the darkness to the light. We shouldn't talk about that part. Can't sit here. <laughs> Thanks, Schnuck, for playing with me. It was a really nice way to spend a Sunday. I want to do tarot to close. And you can, like, choose whatever question comes to mind. question is why, what role does the trickster inside of us all play in the current paradigm that we the shifting paradigm that we find ourselves in right now the stars shut the fuck up <laughs> wow just I mean you pulled the stars the stars Venus Venus is attributed to the trickster archetype in mythology. Uh, it's very tied to um, Inanna, Ishtar, which is a Sumerian goddess. Uh, there's a lot of references. Lucifer, for example, that name Lucifer comes from Venus. It is this, it's like the star, the star light, the star bringer. And Venus is the morning and evening star in the sky. So there's a lot of a tribute to the trickster archetype and the planet Venus and so it's just fascinating that alongside the question that you asked about the trickster you pulled the card that's the stars um, that is associated to that archetype Got so it. I just find it really fascinating <laughs> that tarot trips me out <laughs> okay yeah so the stars hope it springs from nothing to illuminate the, the way and uplift our gaze Faith, hope, grace, beauty, propitious sign, indication, ambition. So, for me, it's, it seems a lot like A, the stars, like the, the looking to, and it, the symbolizing of, of the hope um, in, in the way that In the same way that the light comes, it says it springs from nothing to illuminate the way and uplift our gaze. 
which is what stars do, right? And bringers of light do. And I think, again, it, it's like the hope can be if we choose to step into our own uncomfortableness, our own shadow, our own darkness, we begin to polish the trickster in a new way and we can meet the trickster, the one that is coming with the fear and the fire and the burning. And we meet them to warm them instead. Um, the propitious sign, that's what I would, I would see it as because like it says, that's the, it's like that advantage, right? So it's sort of like the, the way that life continuously presents its cycles and the same sort of cycles in order for this pattern to be broken. Uh, and I feel that right now we're really giving, the, giving ourselves the opportunity uh, to be able to shift, shift, that, shift the story. Um, yeah, and seeing like here we have the star, um, and like I said, the attribution leading the way, leading the way, yeah. With and the balance, look the scales, <laughs> how nice. With what? Uh, well, synonymous propitious is synonymous to bright, encouraging, fair, golden, heartening, hopeful, but particularly optimistic and promising. Yeah, yeah. We, we see the scales and how she's here. Again, the decisions. We have the two ways where there's the water and then sort of to symbolize the spirituality and then we have the earth, which is the material side. And uh, yeah, I feel that right now, more than ever, we're trying to find the balance even within, within the trickster. Thanks, no cuddles. Thanks. Can we have dinner now? Yeah. Until our next spiraling Sunday. Stay fucking weird, bitches.